wax out on social media just like their customers. Why did founders close their Detroit tap room? Well, they done fucked up. Budweiser recreating drunken mug shots off their own product. This is It's All Beer. Welcome to It's All Beer, where we like our news like we like our pint glasses. Specifically full of craft beer and with a little bit of head now and then. I'm Jeremy Jones. Nice job, Jeremy. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. <laughs> How you doing today? Oh, pretty good. So what are we drinking? Uh, we are drinking my last bottle of the 2015 Bourbon County Brand Stout. Now this is the infamous uh, year that Bourbon County soured in some bottles. You bought three bottles the year it came out. I did, and I went three for three so on their bottle dates, uh, they had a recall uh, where if you bought certain dates, uh, which mine was bottled October 12th, one of the recall dates, they you send them a picture of the bottle, uh, your little flag off the side, and send it in. They reimburse you for the purchase. And did you do that? Yep. I can see you're missing. It's missing the flag. So is this a free bottle of Bourbon County? This is all three were free bottles of Bourbon County, Woo! All right. and all three were not infected. I was gonna give you a little bit of shit for an AB InBev uh, product on this podcast, <laughs> but since it's a free a free AB InBev product, that's um, non fucked up. That's that, that was non fucked up. You know what? I think I'll allow it. I think I'll allow it. So I mean, and. Bourbon County still is a delicious imperial bourbon barrel-aged stout. It's rich. It's chocolatey. It's got caramel. It's got a little bit of vanilla notes. Oh, yeah. And when I was thinking, I was like, what beer should I bring to the podcast? I was looked in the cellar. I was like, oh, I still have one last bottle. I was like, you know what? Might as well try it. It's over four years old now. And it's, it's so smooth. And I'm like, you know what? Let's see. It's do or die. If this is sour, then it's yeah. sour. If it's... Not then awesome. Although I do recall somebody opening a bottle of Bourbon County that had soured, and I have to admit it wasn't bad. It was, I mean, it obviously wasn't what you were looking for, but it gave it a little well sour. The sour note actually really worked well with it, so it wasn't it wasn't a complete loss. Uh, still, you know, a kind of a fuck up on their part, but not as bad as it could be. No, could have been worse. So. For those of you that aren't on Twitter or don't follow Miller Lite. First of all, you're a better person than the rest of us because Twitter is a bit of a cesspool. But Twitter is, but I don't follow Miller Lite. Uh, I <laughs> Actually, just saw the sponsored post come across the other day. For the record, It's All Beer does follow Miller Lite. And you can follow us at It's All Beer. <laughs> <laughs> And just jump right in the deep end of that cesspool with us. <laughs> Might as well. It's 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 kind of cozy some days. Uh, well, Miller Coors, the parent company of Miller Lite, tweeted out a Miller Lite's newest ad and said, Don't expect to hear from Miller Lite on social media for a bit. It's at a bar. Here's why a few friends are better than a few thousand followers. And it's a whole ad in black and white where a guy's trying to get out of his apartment is running through the city, eventually gets to a bar where he meets up with some friends for a beer, puts down his phone. So Miller Lite went on to where if you... They said they're going dark on social media. They've unfollowed everyone. They have just the one tweet of their new blacked-out can slowly rotating. Um, and that is it. They're going dark for a couple weeks on social media. And they're trying to encourage 
younger generation people to actually go drink beer at bars instead of being on social media, hanging out at friends' house. So they're running a little campaign where if you... Uh, they're taking two weeks off of social media and will refund anyone via PayPal credit who unfollows the Miller Lite Twitter account and buys Miller Lite. So, I mean, what, what I'm hearing is is that It's All Beer can unfollow them and we can get a free Miller Lite, but I got water on tap, so it's, it's, it's all good. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, this is really kind of fun, creative way to do this. Because, I mean, how often do followers really translate to dollars? And this way it does. But the thing that kind of gets me is, for one, the first thing that came to my mind is, oh, they're blacking out their cans so they can be blacked out on Swill just like their customers. But, <laughs> I mean, that's the obvious yeah. joke. <laughs> but but we're going to go the high route. Yes, yes. Because we're high-standing citizens we are. We are classy motherfuckers on this podcast. But I want to know, how much are they actually willing to refund? Is it if, like, Jeremy goes to a bar, orders 20 Miller Lights, are they going to refund that full bill? Or is it just for one beer? I tried to do a little digging, couldn't find, like, if there was a cap on the amount of money they'd refund. I mean, it seems like something we almost have to uh, find out in the field, except for the fact that you'd have to drink Miller Light, And I... I say if we're going to try this, we go to Suds on a Thursday night when it's dollar beers. <laughs> Wait, we might as well go broke and like find a place that's serving Miller Lite for an inexplicably high price. Yeah, but if they only cover one... <laughs> okay, yeah, then we done kind of fucked ourselves. Yeah, that's, I don't want to have to pay out, of the, pay out the ass for a whole bunch of Miller Lite. So if we do $10 Miller Lights... You know what? How, how about better? So you know, if you're listening to this... You probably don't like Miller Lite either, so... But if you happen to like... If, if you are listening to this and you can stomach Miller Lite, I don't know, go find out. Maybe you can get a bunch of Miller Lite for free. We're talking to you, Renee. <laughs> Renee, I know you once handed me a Michelob Ultra, so this oh. is this is your punishment. you got to go find this out for us. I know you can You're do in this. California, so let's see how high of a Miller Lite price you can pay. What the fuck, Founders News now? Tyler... When you're on when you're on Twitter and you're uh, uh, and there's a hashtag that's basically hashtag fuck your brewery, I think it's it's my goes, sphincter would clench. I think it's clear that you done fucked up. If you trend <laughs> for any reason other than you killed a beer and knocked it out of the ballpark, batten down the hatches. You're done. Maybe, maybe if you like soured a whole batch of a bar- bourbon barrel aged beer one year, that 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 could be worthy of a. Like I said, batten down the hatches. Um, this is not that. This is ostensibly worse than that. Um, so, founders announced today that they were canceling the highly anticipated uh, CBS. That's the Canadian Breakfast Stout release at their Detroit location, um, and in fact are actually closing that location uh, until further notice. Uh, to quote an article from uh, from uh, the Detroit Free Press, quote, in light of recent events. Now, what events could we possibly be talking about? Um, That's never a good sentence. <laughs> the So, Founders has been going through some shit. Um, in August of last year, Tracy Evans filed a lawsuit alleging that Founders fired him as a retaliatory measure after he complained... Um, about uh, a racist con- a racist culture within founders. Um, according to the lawsuit, 
Um, again, this comes from the Detroit Free Press, a, a series of articles from the Detroit Free Press. Um, quote, To the plaintiff's dismay, his co-workers used racial, racial slurs toward him uh, and with other employees. In fact, the company itself, the company itself uh, named its printers in a blatantly racist, fa- racist fashion. And for the record, according to a blog, uh, BeerCulture.com, the printers were labeled Black Guy Printer, White Guy Printer. Oh, no. So oh, no. this isn't like somebody making an off-color joke that got taken poorly or someone saying something that was interpreted, maybe not how they... This is like almost Jim Crow-esque racism. That's, oh, boy. That's... So that, now, of course, Founders denies this, although they do admit, quote... Um, a couple of N-word incidents. Oh, so, Christ, founders. So, th- this is not good, but uh, uh, this was like a year ago, and outside of, like, there was, I, I, I remember, like, hearing some grumbling, especially on social media, about something racist at founders, but I didn't really poke too much into it. Um, but, uh, and it more or less got buried until this week, when... It inexplicably got worse. So, um, the Detroit Metro Times published a copy of this deposition. And this thing reads like a comedy skit. So much so that, um, after discussing it, um, me and Tyler are actually going to reenact this for a full <laughs> effect. Because I feel like in order to really, really appreciate the absurdity of what you're about to hear, it almost needs to just be, uh, uh, it just needs to be read out loud, uh, uh, uh as as the as the skit is meant to be, um, this is actually an exchange between founders, general manager Dominic Ryan, and Evans attorney Jack Schultz. Um, in this, uh, <laughs> I have my Oscar speech already prepared for best actor. Um, in this particular reenactment, uh, my esteemed colleague Tyler Zimmerman will be playing the uh, part of founders, general manager Dominic Ryan, and I will be. I lost the flip for the bad guy, so... (laughs) And I'll be playing the increasingly frustrated lawyer for uh, uh, Tracy Evans. All right, so... When did you first meet Tracy Evans? 2011, 2012. We had mutual friends before working there, so... Okay, so you knew Tracy prior to his employment at Founders. We met a few times, yeah. Okay, are you aware that Tracy is black? What do you mean by that? Were you aware that Tracy is African American? I'm not really sure of his lineage, so I can't answer that. All right. Are you aware that Tracy is a man of color? What do you mean by that? Do you know what a white person is versus a black person? Can you clarify that for me? I forgot. No! Do, do you know... You don't know what it means for someone to be a white person or a black person. I'm asking for clarification. You don't need any. I I can promise you that. We'll keep the record as is. Someone's skin color. A white... So that's what you're referring to? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know the difference in skin tone. Are you able to identify individuals by their skin color? What do you mean, identify? Oh, for the love of... I mean, have you ever looked at Tracy Evans in your entire life? Have you? That's a genuine question. Oh, okay. At this point in time, the founder's attorney uh, uh, pops in and says, Objection. Argumentative. You can answer that. Yes. Did you ever realize that Tracy's skin color is black? That's not... I mean, is his skin color different from mine? Yes. How? What do you mean, how? 
It's a different color. Correct. Oh, thank God. What and what is the difference of that color? It's darker. And that means here, here again, the founders attorney attorney uh, barges in. Vague question. I mean, we could. This could be a one sentence answer, you know. So, by your, I guess your testimony is that you have no idea if Tracy is a minority. If he's African American, I don't know Tracy's lineage. So I can't speculate on whether he's, if he's from Africa or not. What do you mean lineage from Africa? No, I mean like, I don't know his DNA. Have you ever met a black person? Have you ever met black people who aren't from Africa? Excuse me? Have you ever met a black person born in America? Yes. And were you able, have you ever met a black person who didn't tell you they were black? Can you rephrase that? Is Barack Obama black? Um, here, here in the founder's attorney, objection to your knowledge. I've never met Barack Obama, so I don't. <laughs> so you don't know if Barack Obama is black. What? What about Michael Jordan? Do you know if Michael Jordan is black? Uh, here in the founder's uh, uh, attorney comes in, objection. I never met him. So you don't know. What about? Queen Kalp, Kalp, Queen, Kwame Kilpatrick, which is the former Detroit mayor. Never met him. So, to your knowledge, was Kwame Kilpatrick black? I. So you don't know? I don't know. And it goes on like that. The point is, basically... First of all, I want to stop, pause here for a second. Tyler, how do you feel about yourself being oh. on that side? <laughs> I feel like the politician who got, stick, got caught sticking his dick... Inside his intern, and was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Can you rephrase that? My <laughs> lawyer told me to ask you for clarification. There is something very Clinton esque about this. I mean, there is very much a can you give me the definition of is? <laughs> can you define black? <laughs> that's what I was waiting to see come up on my script. I mean, that's just and that's just a bit of the exposition. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm feeling like after that, the lawyer just gets up and like leaves out of just pure frustration but i mean yeah they're the fact that that lawyer did not punch the guy in the face <laughs> means he has more self-control than i would have so anyway so you can understand when this leaked out why people were a bit what the ever loving fuck so let me get this straight founders defense legal defense is essentially i can't see color Worse, I mean, it's even weirder than that. It's almost like, hello, humans, we sell beer. We don't understand the a, a complete history between people of different races. If I was that lawyer, I would have been like, what color is the beer that is KBS? <laughs> and I would have tried to get it somewhere... I mean, at least see if he can actually identify like the actual the color black. Like, the actual like a like here's a sheet of paper. What color is this? Okay, here's your beer. What color is this? Okay, so we at least have a basic definition down. Does this employee fall on the sheet of paper or the beer? <laughs> so, I mean, because he wasn't giving you much, man. What we where we find ourselves now here is founders is at best is at best a company that really needs to work on their PR. And at worst, it's a company of who has a few racists in there who really, really, really need to work on their PR. 
So at best, Founders is going to lose a shit ton of business because they will lose in the court of public opinion now that this has become public. And not have to settle for as much. Well, and the, I mean... When, it, if they would have just built a culture and had their general managers create and the ownership of the brewery try to develop a culture that was more inclusive or where you just had common fucking respect and courtesy. Well, and the thing about... And, the, of course, the court of public opinion is... is um, in full force. I was trying to find like something to like help parse this out. And I actually came upon Afro beer chick. We talked about her, um, a few weeks ago with the my craft beer, right? Um, with the, uh, with hashtag I am craft beer. Um, you know, and so she had a video where she weighed in and she did a spectacular job of like, of, of, of framing this issue. And a lot of the ways you just described, I mean, number one, if you would have just, I mean, this has been a year old now. If you were really sorry, if you were really interested in getting ahead of this, you should have fucking done this back in 2018. But I mean, the the most interesting thing I saw in the video, and I'm uh, this is a quote from the video she posted on Twitter. Um, quote: "You are insulting our intelligence, um, and that's the part that pisses me off the most." Which. That deposition, that is insulting to one's intelligence. And you done pissed off Afro beer chick founders. <laughs> you're not you're not sorry. You're just sorry that you got caught fucking up and you don't know how to dig your way out of this. So you're digging deeper. <laughs> Have you ever heard the saying, when you realize that you kept keep digging deeper, put down the shovel. So, um, now another the other place I found some interesting perspective is is from actually uh, the full pint. Um, Johnny Fullpint reached out to a number of retailers uh, that deal especially in craft beer, and these are mostly at least regional or um, chain uh, retailers um, to see if they would continue to carry founders. Um, he actually reached out to three: uh, Buffalo Wild Wings, which I would was unaware they did anything but uh, ruin uh, wings for everybody. No, so they have a. Most of their handles are craft, but they're bigger craft and, like, you have to be able to hit so many states to get in there, so. Well, they they didn't respond at all. Um, Then there's Hopcat. It's a Michigan-based gastropub chain. Um, Essentially just said no comment over and over and over again until Johnny Fullpint went away. And um, pretty much the craft beer seller did, too. So I started to think about this. I mean, I think people, there's a huge movement of people who are essentially done with founders. The thing I found myself kind of questioning is, I'm going to pose this question to you. You're the owner of a retail space, either a small one or a big one. Do you continue to carry founders at this point in time? So, I, I have a clarifying question. Okay. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> uh, am I located in the Michigan area? Um... Let's say no. You're located here in uh, in in Idaho, far away from the uh, from the 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 rabble. I would then base it off my customers here, their reaction. If everyone's like, "Oh fuck, founders," I'm gonna cut down the stock that I'm holding of founders. If no one's phased, I'm still gonna hold it. Be why I can admit this is fucking terrible. And the lowest of low things they can do. I am still in the business of making money. Mm-hmm. 
Now, flip that around. If you're I'm in, in Michigan. Say, now you're in Michigan. I was going to ask. I'm dumping the kegs in the fucking street. <laughs> I'm, I'm hosting a fuck founders party. <laughs> hashtag fuck founders. Yes. Which is a hashtag now. Way to go. Oh. <laughs> but. I checked it out. It's a whole thing. <laughs> but. So, there's. As a business owner, I feel like you have to kind of weigh that. And I saw several Detroit, like, bars, restaurants, bottle shops are cutting founders completely. I mean, and that's kind of where I I, I kind of thought about it, too. And I think we're probably on the same page because I kind of related it back to – this is a more extreme version of uh, when I was uh, ordering beer for a a bottle shop, um, my predecessor – Flat out refused to carry AB InBev. Or the Melvin issue that popped up. The Mel- Yeah, or the Melvin issue. Um, the way I kind of look at that is I don't think – I mean, especially when, when you when you have an issue that's cultural. And, then some, and a lot of these societal and cultural questions just get so toxic real quickly. I don't think there is a winning answer from some retailers. No. You just risk uh, – I mean, you risk pissing off a group of your customers either way. The best thing to do is let your customers make that decision. Consult your customers and consult your staff. Because there's no point in, if all your staff's up in arms and your customers don't care either way. No point in losing your staff or having your staff fucking hate you and not pushing that beer than to have it in stock. So. And, and that's kind of where – so when I read this article, I mean uh, Johnny Fullpint actually kind of lays – he doesn't like flat out say retailers need to drop founders, but he kind of lays it at their feet. Um, in, in an article he uh, published this week, he said, "Quote, you know, while we are while we understand this is a small sample, he's talking about the three retailers that uh, I spoke of earlier. Um, the biggest impact people can make is by not uh, coming up with clever little hashtags like hashtag fuck founders, which is not all that clever. It's." Hashtag fuck founders. It's pretty cut and dry. But anyway, I digress. Um, but by making the statement with the almighty dollar, um, I think, yeah, that's what customers ab- absolutely have to do. Because if they don't buy it from the retailer, Retail- the retailer's not going to buy it from the distributor. Distributor won't buy it from the brewery. Brewery's going to feel that more than... Right. Also, I think like a chain like Buffalo Wild Wings, I, I know... I'm not sure if they do like the seasonal sets where they set their tap line up for a quarter. If they don't, I would be pushing to find a replacement for my founder's handle. Just because you cut across such a diverse segment of people. Right. That it's easier to say, founders, you fucked up. You're gonna sit in the corner. Let's just let's just yeah. I mean, we're Buffalo Wild Wings. We want no part of this. We want to make terrible wings and apparently sell craft beer. I did not know uh, they did all that. So much craft a beer. couple of years ago, they made the thing where they were gonna try to carrying so many GABF gold medal winners. Oh really? So they're making a huge push for craft beer. But I feel kind of bad about giving Buffalo Wild Wings so much shit during this. I mean, I didn't know that's where I was going to... I didn't know that was the lesson I was going to learn from getting into this uh, uh, story. <laughs> but I guess what I've act- one of the things I've learned is that Buffalo Wild Wings ain't so bad. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, their wings are still terrible. Okay. And your beer selections, eh, but... Well, but it's your... your... You will at least have some craft options. And I remember last year they were doing... 
like cheap pitchers on Sunday for NFL, super cheap pitchers of domestics, and then pretty cheap pitchers of craft beer. So um, I just got so I'm just gonna and I'm gonna end this this story with one more thought. Um, I think it's pretty clear what we should be striving for as an industry. Um, and it's sort of unrelated, but today Afro Beer Chick released a blog post about the that uh, experience she had uh, that we talked about. Someone sent her basically a hate email, yeah, and she responded to it. She actually went into more detail about that entire thing, um, and it's it's worth a read too. Uh, uh, she has a blog AfroBeerChick.com. dot uh, com, but she said in there, uh, and I quote. Um, Beer should not be defined by who drinks it, but by the quality of the beer itself. And that, I think, is the standard by which the industry... It's a good standard to, to hold ourselves to, so... It is. Um, so that I just kind of want to leave it there. That, and by the way, the more I read uh, of stuff from her, the more I'm falling in love with her. She's amazing. <laughs> I think my final takeaways are going to just be... I mean, I remember in my kindergarten class, there was a poster on the wall that said... The main rule in this classroom is Thumper's rule. Basically, treat others how you'd want to be treated. From fucking Bambi, the little rabbit. <laughs> and it's always stuck with me. That's the thing we need to focus on in craft beer is basically create a culture of respect. You can flip each other's shit, give each other a hard time. But at the end of the day, we're all in this together. So strap in, help each other out, and be decent humans. Wow, that's that's the most profound thing I've ever heard come out of Tyler. <laughs> I mean, ever. <laughs> I'm tearing up a little bit. <laughs> Tyler, I, I feel like we, we can't do any better than this. We need to go downhill. M- let's move on. <laughs> well, on a Actually, much lighter note. <laughs> that did get real heavy real quick. I mean, we kind of got we got like to a real moment there. We did. Occasionally we can be serious. I know, crazy. Um... So as I'm pulling up this article, uh, we're changing beers. Jeremy, you want to tell everyone the double beer we're doing right here? So actually, um, I picked this up at um, at a, a beer festival I uh, judged at back in February, um, the Best of Craft Beer Awards. All the uh, all the beer that they uh, they don't actually open for judging, they hand out. So this is something that's not available here in Boise. This is um, uh, the Thanksgiving Cactus. It's a barrel-aged imperial stout. Um, I'm not seeing where it's from. New Mexico. I oh, thank you. If you right there. Oh, there we go. The cactus catalog. So, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it's from what brewery out of there? I can't. That's the part I can't see. I found it earlier. Uh, Ren House Brewing Company. Oh, sorry. It's in Arizona. It's in Phoenix, not New Mexico. God, you just ruined everything. Sorry, I I just saw a little map. <laughs> And I was like, that looks kind of like New Mexico. <laughs> you can't identify states like a certain president of ours. <laughs> I can identify like 49 out of fucking 50. If it would have thrown it in relation to a couple other states, I would have had it. There's There are a few that are just rectangle and they're, they're hard to pick apart. So, you know. It's kind of like the Northeast states, man. <laughs> well, those are just unidentifiable squiggles. Yeah, that so. just all blend together. Or like Alabama, Mississippi. You're like, oh, okay, which one's closer to New Orleans? So it's got an interesting nose. I can almost get like an herbal hoppy nose to it. Do you get that? No, let me see. Like a little bit like a citrus or I'm like pretty fucking mint. congested, so. Uh, oh, okay. I can get kind of a little like that mint coming through. 
So it's not as rich as the uh, as the Bourbon County. It's a little bit thinner. I don't get as much of the barrel age. I get more of like a, a roasty, like dark chocolate, um, black roasted grain yep. uh, flavor to it. Uh, definitely Bourbon County's better, but this isn't bad. Oh, like a little like bird mascot. Oh, look at it. That's adorable. Looks looks a little bit like Wooded Empires. That's kind of what I was just thinking. But um, that's not bad. It's a little bit. It's it got a little more of a bitter kick to it. It's also not aged for four years, so yeah, that's yeah. got That might have something to do with it. <laughs> All right, next story. So something happier. <laughs> happier is an iffy statement. <laughs> uh, so Budweiser is pushing out some digital and out of home ads in New York, Philadelphia, and Chicago this year, uh, which are all cities that have a high rate of drinking-related arrests on Halloween. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> <laughs> Their ad campaign is Philly, called... Philly, I'm looking at you. <laughs> Philly's just anything they can celebrate and drink. <laughs> people ate horse shit after they won the Super Bowl. So. We are talking they about... They greased the light poles and people were still climbing them. We are talking about a city that had to like ask its citizens to please stop punching... Uh, police horses. <laughs> and that threw snowballs at Santa Claus at a football game. I mean, I love you, Philly. <laughs> you Philly are... fans are the best fans. You'll have a five-year-old flipping off an NFL player going, fuck you, you cocksucker, next to a Mormon lady. And you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is Philly. This is, it's fine. It's totally fine. This is what they do here. So, on that, their tagline for the ads is, don't let Halloween haunt you forever. Drink wiser, spelt like to a little play. Yeah, off, yeah, yeah, yeah. A B and Bev made a dad joke. I got it. Yep. So they went and actually found people who got arrested for public intoxication, and then um, reached out to these people and had them actually come in dress up as what they were dressed as in Halloween and basically recreate a mug shot. Um, the article by Ad Age uh, follows a lady. Can you pronounce her name? Uh, Men? Um, Amen? Amen? Um, they start off the article by talking about... Take a shot at it. How a man was arrested for public intoxication on Halloween if four li- years ago. If you're listening, uh, uh, you can get a hold of us and tell us how to pronounce your last name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and a man uh, did not give her full last name. Probably smart. Uh, she was arrested October 31st, 2015. <laughs> in her recreated mug hey, shop. Hey, <laughs> County was erased. A lot of shit went sour that year. <laughs> And her recreated mugshot, she appears in a clown costume with the sullen expression. Um, you were arrested as a drunken clown. That's. <laughs> they even found someone who uh, was arrested back in 91 for this commercial, and she was dressed in a cat costume. Uh, I'm, ho- I'm going on a limb and suggest you didn't fill out that cat costume as well as she did back in 91. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> a Budweiser spokesman did confirm that those starring in the campaign were not wearing the costumes when arrested. Okay. Uh, but it was for effect to kind of grab your attention and say, don't be a dipshit on Halloween when you're slamming 35 fucking Budweiser's and pissing everywhere. I mean, I just go ahead and you can you can rectify that situation by not drinking that many 
or any Budweisers. But I mean, it's, it it is the it is interesting. I think uh, we talked about this before that the uh, that the company that basically is the reason they're in business is uh, uh, binge people drink. blacking out on holidays yeah. and just getting stupid. Is you know their their tactic is to say, well, maybe don't do that, but totally do it. That's how we make our money. Yeah, but we want you to buy this thirty rack. So uh, buy it all, drink it all tonight, and then come back and buy more. Yeah. No, so I thought it was a little hypocritical. I did get a good laugh seeing the picture of the lady in the fucking clown costume in this article. <laughs> that's um, a, I mean, that's a quality picture. That is, um, I, and again, if I if if I have the wherewithal, I will. Uh, I got a lot of shit to post on Twitter uh, on uh, on Twitter this uh, this evening, but I'm gonna have my work cut out for me, especially after two uh, in, uh, bourbon barrel aged imperial stouts. But it's all good. Yeah, and so. Budweiser said, Halloween is a chance to escape reality by dressing up in a costume for the night. And getting blackout drunk. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Basically. But, they but not said, officially from AB InBev. No. But they then talked about how uh, this escapism can go too far and cause people to get into trouble. That's why they tried to work with real people who were arrested on Halloween to remind other people to drink responsibly. So remember, if you get arrested for drinking on Halloween, say it was Budweiser's fault. <laughs> Make that the policy. Hashtag it was Budweiser's fault. All right. <laughs> a weird story out of Portland now. Um, this comes from uh, Jennifer uh, Dowling from Coin News out in Portland. Um, she uh, The report was that Lagunitas was closing their community tap room in uh, northeast Portland. This was apparently a space that any nonprofit for that any nonprofit could use for free. It provided an, uh, and uh, the article's a little bit dodgy here. I can't tell if it's just bad grammar, but according to the article, it provided free space, beer, and staff for free. Um, the actual, the actual wording was free space, comma, beer and staff. So I don't know if the staff, the space was free and then there was beer and staff, but I don't know. It was a little bit ambiguously grammared. I was going to say, cause if, Lagunitas was providing beer plus staff, and the nonprofits got that for free. It's not a huge surprise it went out of business. <laughs> That's a money pit right there. I mean, I guess I, I guess what I want to say grammar is important. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, um, it does suggest they were giving away beers. I don't know, but so but it's closing down regardless. Um, now. No one knows. No one seems to know what might have led to this decision. Although giving away shit tons of free beer would probably would contribute. On a side note, though, breweries get hit up for donations all the time. If you find a source close to home, a lot of times the breweries will donate. And to be completely honest, the beer doesn't cost that much to make. And so I'm assuming with their donations and and using that space, I don't know how much rent was. And I like the idea. I just don't know how they were trying to execute it or what the pitfalls were. And there's not a lot of information in this. I mean, um, and they do have Heineken money now. So maybe, yeah, giving free beer. I mean, the tax just the tax write-off for free beer for nonprofit organizations was worth it. I, I don't know. But um, Lognius didn't make an official statement about this. They just sent an email to everyone who had scheduled um, an event there for the next few months, basically saying... 
we're sorry, we're shutting this down. You you don't got to go home, but you can't stay here. And so um, a lot of uh, uh, a lot of these groups that were planning on holding fundraisers, what have you, at this space, kind of found themselves up shit creek and having to scramble and find a new spot. Um, and on short notice, yeah, uh, but, I can. And Boise's tough. I can only imagine in Portland. The the article mentioned one group in particular that had to find a new space within a week uh, to uh, in order to. Uh, um, in order to make this event happen, I mean, listen, they should have at least give everyone a month's notice and just finished out. This, uh, uh, I mean, this doesn't seem to come out of nowhere. I mean, Lagunitas just kind of like pulled the rug out, and that was it. And go, and you're on your own. Um, the reason it interested me uh, is because um, it's becoming clear to me that Lagunitas has some fingers in some pretty strange pies. So there's this community taproom, which is, I think. Uh, on the surface, I think a good idea. I don't awesome concept. Now, how the execution's going through? I'm yeah, not sure. no idea. Um, but w- uh, a few years ago, I had a friend getting married in um, in Nebraska, and he was holding it um, in a uh, in an outdoor space in August because he hated his friends and family. I think um, that's why my <laughs> wedding's in May. <laughs> but so there was this like this it was kind of like a summer camp-esque feel to the play it was like an event center but it was like a summer camp-esque you know they had like a little building and they had a uh, a stage and you know it had a rustic feel to it it was out in the middle of nowhere nebraska and lagunitas owned it really or at least was a major contributor because the the lagunitas was on the uh was a, the lagunitas logo was going in and they had like a Core's handle, but the rest was Lagunitas at the at, in in the uh, in the building. I'm sure the Lagunitas distributor fucking loved that, and also distributed Core's Light over there. I mean, so it's it's. And I just found that weird because it was. In, I mean, it wasn't in the middle of nowhere, Nebraska. It was like an hour away from Omaha, but it was such a weird. Thing. Everywhere in Nebraska is middle of nowhere, Nebraska. <laughs> but it was just like really Lagunitas here. It's a bit like finding a a. It's like a bit like finding a craft beer bar in Oklahoma or St. Mary's, Idaho. Exactly. Um, and the other thing, I was talking to someone else about the story. Apparently, Lagunitas um, is a huge sponsor of uh, NPR. I can see that because uh, um, they have a promo that goes uh, after uh, This American Life about Lagunitas. First of all, being a great contributor, and that they're putting the pub back in public radio. <laughs> All Um, right, Tony. And I guess this comes to my second point. I think this is what happens when you let potheads run a major business. (laughs) I I don't know why, but in my... He built his own summer camp. (laughs) He had his tax write-off center and funds public radio. As I'm reading this, I somehow in my head picture... I don't know why I picture like a multi-story building. Like there's like this... Like big corporate office somewhere in downtown, and somebody's like running. A, I don't know why I have this in my head. This is just the story in my head. Just like sure, go with it. <laughs> I don't know. There's not in Chico, California. They're just somewhere else. They're in Petaluma. All right. I'm thinking of Sierra Nevada. Okay, Petaluma. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's good stout. Um, but that corporate office isn't there. It's like in New York or something for some reason. I don't know. This is the story in my or head. Or Amsterdam, you know, where fucking Heineken's out of. It could be that too. Shit. <laughs> the point is, don't give me. <laughs> don't start with me, Tyler. Ain't nothing going to be about tonight. The point is, I just. Or just, edited. 
<laughs> the point. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> the point is, I see someone like looking over the books and going, "Oh my god." Okay, first thing we have to remind him that he actually did this, and then we have to explain to him what it is, and then we have to explain how much money it's costing. Why him. <laughs> we have to shut it down? <laughs> and running up there, going, "Okay." Do you remember, sir? Do you remember? As he's sitting in his bathtub full of money, smoking a bong, <laughs> do you taking rem- bong grips, just <laughs> like they're going out of style. Do you remember the community tap room center in Portland? I no, I don't know how high you were that night, sir. That's the point. <laughs> Sounds like a great idea. Why don't we start one? Here's the here's the problem. <laughs> we're hemorrhaging money, and we gotta stop. <laughs> well, then stop. <laughs> <laughs> so that was I don't know. It was. It was weird to me. I Logan, I I I want to end with this. I want to see all of Logan what all of Loganese is doing because I feel like there's like a whole there's a weird summer camp type event center diversification in, of their investments. There's they're in, they, they like public radio. They're in like this weird I want to know what all Loganese is into. I want full disclosure. I want to see their books. I want to see what these motherfuckers are up to. I just want to see a line of beers with summer camp, community tap room, NPR, just each of their investments laid out in a beer line. <laughs> All right, Tyler, do we have anything else today? Nope, that's it. All right, well, this has been It's All Beer. As always, you can get a hold of us. Uh, actually, before I do, I have one. I do have one more thing I wanted to add. Um, last week I gave a, a distributor in town a, uh, a bunch of shit for dropping uh, Victory Brewing. Um, it turns out that I was wrong. Um, Victory Brewing uh, actually uh, joined up with uh, Southern Tier. They both came into town at the same time, and they both pulled I out. For- I forgot they had synced up to create their own, basically, like, craft brew alliance. Yes. And... They both did pull out at the same time? They both pulled out at the same time. They got kind of a lukewarm uh, reception here in Idaho, and so they both, uh, both pulled out. I was wondering why we haven't seen Southern Tier in a while. That, yeah, it sort of made sense when that whole thing came But it together. was both the same distributor, so I was like, eh. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, they both... Uh, I, I stand by my assessment that they have this kind of, like, uh, you know, ooh, shiny... Uh, and you're gone. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they, they have that quality, but this wasn't their fault. So, my apologies to the distributor that will remain nameless. You know who you are. You didn't fuck this up. You fucked many things up, but not this. So, well done. I think I know who informed you of this. <laughs> we all know. So, anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, you can get an actually. And she actually uh, got a hold of me on Twitter, so thank you. Um, and you can you can also tell me where I'm wrong on Twitter at it's all beer. You can also inform us of what I fucked up on Facebook. Uh, you can get a hold of us there at it's all beer and it's all beer at gmail.com if you prefer to tell us where we went wrong more privately. Um, and while we're at it, uh, you can give us a rating on uh, on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get this podcast. And also let us. It know- better be five stars. <laughs> Better be, it absolutely is five stars at this point in time. And let us know what you like, what, what, what you don't like. We're trying some new things. Um, apparently, I'm trying uh, uh, getting a little bit blitzed on no food <laughs> late in the podcast. Forgetting where the fuck Lagunitas comes from. <laughs> so let us know what you think about shit like that. <laughs> if I have to do this podcast sober or if you just don't like Tyler anymore. I can get rid of Tyler. I can get rid of some. I can get bring someone else. Fuck you. Me. I got another guest lined up, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> and that's... And that'll be all from us. I'm Jeremy Jones. I'm Tyler Zimmerman. I'm over this here. Have fun.